Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and the harvests are really starting to come in here in Maine. I'm enjoying fresh corn, peppers, tomatoes, green beans and potatoes. It's pretty, pretty awesome right now. Um, in another week or two, I should be able to cut back the meadow flowers and lay the rest of my no-dig garden to really sit and break down over winter and be ready to plant up in the spring. I kind of like the idea of, you know, having garden beds that are going to be sort of curing over winter while there's not a lot going on. I'm able to really use that time to focus on other projects rather than worrying about, oh, I've got to do all this come spring with the garden. So this is one of the good reasons why I love no dig gardening. Um, but also during this time, we're planning on um, getting fencing. Where's the fencing going to be going up? And, you know, really kind of protecting protecting that new garden that's going to be ready for the next season because this year as I always say your first year gardening is usually the hardest and um, because there's so many things that are going on there's a lot of differences with the land and maybe you're trying out different gardening styles it's really a year of kind of experimenting and seeing what things work and what don't and I've had some really um, great insight from people that you know, live near me, people that have grown food nearby, whether they're doing it sort of on a larger farming scale, but also on a smaller scale to supplement, you know, food that they're getting from the grocery store, which is really kind of nice. Like gardeners are always very open about how they grow and what they grow and what they get excited about. It's really, really um, nice to see how, you know, freely we share information within kind of the gardening communities. And, you know, fencing was one of those things that we realised after visiting a few places. Um, yeah, we really need some fencing um, to stop a lot of the critters. Like, I've got a lot of deer that have been moving around and through my property, especially since we cut back a lot of the tall weeds that were there. We had like a lot of goldenrod and um, indigo and stuff that was growing. So a lot of that's been cut back and now, you know, we've got lots of different animals moving in. Um, for those of you that are on the Facebook group, you might have seen my post uh, where I mentioned about the groundhog that's been eating stuff. Oh my gosh, that groundhog's eating a lot of stuff. I don't know whether to be concerned. My husband was Googling whether he could eat groundhog. I don't know whether to be concerned by that. Um, but there's, there's definitely a, you know, groundhog population on our property. And um, there used to be some foxes on our property but I think just the all the mowing and stuff that we've been doing has kind of deterred them um, from the area which is kind of sad because they were really good at um, helping to keep down a lot of the rodents so there's just been a lot of stuff going on here on our property like a lot of big earthworks have been happening like we had to have a new leech field put in we had a giant you know three-story chicken barn get pulled down there was like there was a lot of stuff going going on so I'm not surprised that the animals that once called our homestead home have moved or found something new and we've got new animals kind of coming in these things kind of happen but fencing is really going to help my new garden next year um be protected from some of those bigger predators so I've got a better chance of things growing because a lot of the stuff that I've been growing even things that are 
deer resistant um they've been eaten by the deer or they've been eaten by the groundhog so there's been a lot of things that have been eating stuff before we've had a chance so that's one of the things that's kind of making me move to a different garden model not just that is you know some really great benefits to having like these no digger sheep mulch kind of gardens um and i've grown that way for a number of years in different climates and it's the gardening method that i always tend to fall back to in some way shape or form so in the wider garden um that's going to be the areas that are outside of the fence when we get this fencing put in and these new beds laid down um you know a lot of potatoes are coming out i've got wood chip that's still going down on those garden beds because some of those garden beds are going to be turned into native flower beds to help bring in those pollinators and those beneficial insects into the garden that's part of my overall integrated pest management scheme for the land but some beds i'm going to let the pasture take them back over i mean they're already halfway there in some cases um but really let the pasture take them back you know we're getting animals next year we're going to be planning on turning those out into some of these pasture areas to graze and forage um and you know weeds are really taking over some of those garden beds it has been a very long and difficult battle this year with getting um on top of some of these weeds and rather than spending more energy and more time fighting a battle with the weeds um especially with the season winding down it makes a lot more sense on you know our homestead to convert to that no dig gardening method and start those sheet mulch layer beds ready for the next season so that's kind of what i wanted to talk about um is no dig gardening because you know as somebody who works full time i want to spend time enjoying my garden right i do not want to be spending all the time weeding a garden and that was kind of one of the things I would spend you know time out in the the garden on an evening and you know I'd be weeding a little bit and then I would mulch the area that I weeded and stuff and you know I started seeing really good progress down my tomato row which was great um but I would always be kind of looking over at where my no dig beds were and they were just gloriously weed free and it was kind of demoralizing um you know weeding and you know i'm sort of busting through you know taking out these weeds laying them down and then you know okay now i'm gonna go get some mulch and wood chips and stuff and cover it and you know i've been like creating as much mulch and stuff as i can on the homestead like all the junk mail and stuff that i was getting i was shredding it and then that was going out to the garden to become mulch and you know i've had pretty good success with junk mail shredded you know shredded junk mail as mulch recently um which is great because my summer squashes and stuff have finally recovered um from the groundhog eating them and now we're starting to get patty pans um coming out which is great because i absolutely adore patty pans they're one of my favorite things to grow so i was very excited that we're finally getting them to grow and there's been one particular variety of patty pan that i have been trying to grow for the last six five six years 
um and i've not had any success until this year and so that's that's been really good and that's definitely a positive win for me um but one of the good things about all this shredded paper and stuff that i've been putting down as a mulch is i think it's been reflecting a lot more light up onto the plants so they've just been able to be growing a lot a lot better so not only is it keeping the water in it's keeping the weeds out it's also helping to reflect some light so i'm getting um you know harvest that are or produce that is maturing uh, a little faster so i'm able to harvest it a li little quicker and now I'm, I'm realizing that i have to harvest things a little earlier to help get them before you know the chipmunks or the groundhog or anything else gets them so um nuances like that that are being learned in the garden but no dig gardening is you know like i said it's something that i always seem to come back to and i learned about no dig gardening a long time ago um when i still lived in the uk um there was a very prominent garden a gardener called charles dowding who wrote a book about it and it was very um it was very interesting to read because that's not how my grandparents taught me to garden it was very much like you know double dig all of these beds and then you plant things and you know you're adding in your compost and you're digging it all into mixing it all up and this was a really novel idea that you were not going to be digging in this stuff anymore but just layering it on top and then as i moved over here to the us and i started seeing how other people are gardening and different things becoming available like books or um through youtube and blogs and all that kind of stuff like i started to learn a bit more and learned about this kind of sheet mulching technique and this is what i use a lot of now is is sheet mulching and some of this stuff like worked really well um certainly in the in the uk where you know you have some weeds you know maybe the couch grass and stuff is a a little bit of a pain um to deal with bindweed right those are two that would come to mind in the allotment all the time was couch grass and bindweed um but having you know have a, a lot more tenacious <laughs> weeds out here in in the us um to deal with like there's there's been some really interesting ways that people have dealt with weeds but having cardboard seems to be like the crux of all of it like a good cardboard base is what has really allowed a lot of people garden in areas that you didn't think was possible for growing food so i wanted to tell you a little bit about um my my neighbors let me visit their garden recently and they let me take some sweet peppers uh, which was great because the groundhog and deer have totally eaten our plants and i'm kind of bummed about that because i basically sowed out the last of my um sweet pepper seed and was really hoping for some solid seed saving this year and i've gotten no sweet peppers whatsoever um the plants have all been like nibbled right off every time they grow a bit something comes along and nibbles them again i've tried covering it and it just like stuff's kind of busted through like it just it's not not happening so i was very grateful for them to say hey yeah go go get some peppers out of our garden um 
And whilst I was there visiting their garden, I was able to kind of see how a longer term no-dig garden grew here in Maine. And there are a number of things that I was able to see. So the first thing was really abundant growth. Like the plants that were there were thriving in the soil, which only has compost added on there and then wood chip as the pathways. Um, crops that were growing there were laden with flowers and fruits and the greens that were growing there, like cabbages and kale and stuff they were big and lush and leafy they hadn't been eaten unlike mine um you know there were there was a clear level of abundance that was happening in this garden the second thing that i noticed was the soil health and as i was kind of walking around the garden i could feel how spongy the soil was and it recovered quickly after me kind of stepping on stuff and you know i am not a small girl i i am a, you know on the heavier side and it was really interesting to see that the ground itself would kind of you know you could see where my my feet had been and you know it compressed a bit but then it started to kind of release a bit more like a sponge so the soil was evidently healthy it held moisture very well it was easy to to plant into with your hands you could just kind of put your hand in to make a hole you didn't really need any tools to be able to work the soil the soil was obviously light it was easy for the plant roots to grow into and plants were clearly clearly thriving and the third thing i noticed in, in my neighbor's garden was there was very few weeds and this wasn't really because my neighbors are always weeding it um it, there's less weeds because the soil isn't being disturbed so dormant seeds that are in the soil they're not being woken up with the air and the light exposure that happens when you till and dig a garden bed and then they end up taking over things so you know it was a lot less work that was being done for a clearly abundant garden that was producing a lot of stuff um I mean their beans this year are crazy I spent a, a long time in my neighbor's garden I was like trying to find out like what varieties of stuff they were growing like was it the variety that was making a difference or is it just kind of how how their garden was growing so when I was looking at my my own garden the no-till beds again they've got very few weeds on them whilst the pasture is clearly reclaiming those that I have dug and tilled this year to plant so I'm definitely moving my entire garden to a no-till garden model. Like digging will happen when I'm harvesting potatoes or ginormous parsnips. But otherwise my digging tools can become decor in the shed. Um, I do not want to be busting up any more ground um, and have, you know, more of the battle that has been going on. Because the only thing that kind of comes when you are trying to fight the weeds a lot is frustration and that's really one of the number one things that I hear from new gardeners is they're frustrated by having to deal with weeds all the time and this might be a better gardening method for you as well especially if you're busy and you're trying to manage all of the things right I don't know who isn't trying to manage all of the things these days um but if you have you know not a lot of time and you are really wanting to have a garden to be able to provide food for your family you want to know where your food's coming from right that's that's the number one reason really why people are growing their own food because you want to know how it was grown you want to know what went into it you want to make sure that it's not been 
grown with lots of you know weird and wonderful pesticides and stuff you want to avoid all that in your food but you don't want to be paying the hefty price tag of growing organic and guess what you can grow organically at home so how do you start a no digger no-till garden well you want to be grabbing yourself a bunch of cardboard right that's kind of what i mentioned earlier is cardboard seems to be you know the the crux of everything in this so get yourself a bunch of cardboard you're going to need a lot of cardboard you want enough to cover the area of your garden beds and you want enough to be giving yourself more than one layer so ask neighbors friends family your co-workers your boss the grocery store manager whoever like you want to be seeing about getting cardboard and taking it off their hands i've got cardboard from neighbors i got cardboard from moving i had a lot of cardboard left over from moving house um but any cardboard that we've had like from stuff being delivered we kept um we just we kept all of it and um it's all been kind of put down in the garden um still working on putting stuff down right as i mentioned earlier like i'm i'm waiting to be able to cut back some some things that are in flower there's a lot of milkweed at the minute and there's clearly monarch caterpillars on them um so i'm not cutting things back until the caterpillars have um gone through their um evolution into butterflies and other metamorphosis sorry into butterflies um and have moved on so i'm waiting for that to happen before i um put down more beds but get as much of the cardboard as you can and then once you have a bunch you want to be flattening the boxes out so you just want them so they collapse flat you don't want to open them out fully to make them wider and one layer you want to keep them double flat so you know like if you're buying moving boxes from you know the hardware store you know how they come flat like that that's kind of how you want them you want flat boxes double layers and try and take off as much tape as you can if you've got a bunch of boxes that have been taped up um because you don't really want to be having tape fluttering around the garden later so try and take off as much tape as you can um you might get bored of doing that eventually taking off the tape and just putting it down in the garden that's cool too don't don't worry too much about it um but you might be picking up bits of tape later on um as you're gardening so that's fine um but with your flattened boxes at the ready you want to be deciding where your no your new no-till garden is going to go right you want to be maximizing the amount of sun that you will get for your property to help things ripen i have a north facing slope that is banked by trees on the east and the west so guess what in early morning i get a lot of shade coming until the sun has risen above those trees and as the sun is moving across the sky you know i got relatively good sun exposure during the day but then as the evening comes that sun dips down towards the trees the minute that it hits that tree line i get a lot of shade so i try to get the most amount of light as as i possibly can um, um for me that's kind of growing a lot of stuff in the middle and trying to avoid a lot of where the shade comes in from the tree line which isn't completely avoidable on the west side like i get a lot of shade coming on there um but i try to maximize the amount of sun that i can get from the early morning too so it can be um a, a weedy area of your garden so if you have a very weedy spot um that's going to become your next garden you want to either mow it or like 
whack it all down like get the the weed eater out so um you know you just want to let that plant material sit on the ground um if you've got a bag attachment on your mower to catch the grass clippings and stuff you can empty that back onto the ground it doesn't matter if you don't have a mower you don't have any way to kind of hack those weeds down you can pull them up by hand and then just drop them down or you can trample the weeds down so they lay flat ish against the ground that's totally fine you just want it so you can actually put the cardboard down and get good contact between the cardboard and the ground um, and that's the next thing that we're going to do it's going to lay that cardboard on top you want to be overlapping the cardboard as you lay new pieces down by a good few inches we want really good coverage of that cardboard to block the weeds coming up some people if you don't have a lot of like overly tenacious weeds you can get away with that one layer of cardboard and by that one layer i mean a flattened cardboard box not an opened out cardboard box just to flattened it down so you've got the two sides together um other areas if you've got very um problematic weeds that you're trying to do you're going to want at least two maybe even three layers of cardboard to really like help block those weeds coming up um, after laying that cardboard it's a good time to actually wet it so you want to like wet things down so the cardboard will stay put water is going to get absorbed by that cardboard it gives it weight and makes it harder for the wind to move it um, which is important if you are going to be like leaving it just as the cardboard for a couple of weeks from this point on though it's really down to what you have available for your no dig garden bed layers and um, each layer you put down is going to be something that will decompose and break down or something that's going to provide nutrients and it really just depends what you have available some people will put you know partially cured manure down other people put fully cured manure down some people don't use manure they just use compost other people don't use either and they just use um you know cardboard so let's i'm, I'm going to tell you about some some things that i've used and things that i've seen other gardeners use so after putting the cardboard down um i have actually layered compost and bag soil on top and covered the beds with leaves or straw i did that when i was back out in utah that garden grew very well it got established very quickly i was able to plant straight into that compost and sort of bag soil mixture that was on there and then as those transplants were getting established the cardboard and the other layers were breaking down so they provided fuel for those plants to grow and i was able to have pretty good harvest going from there so that worked well when i had those things and the funds available to do it um some of the gardeners i've seen they layer four leaves on top of the cardboard then compost either compost that they've made or they've brought in from somewhere else then cover with straw or wood chips there's also gardeners who just cover the cardboard with wood chips saving the compost to add into the planting hole when plants are being transplanted so the idea for that would be let's say that you want to plant a row of beans or peas or something um you would make you would move over some of those wood chips um, so you could get closer to the ground add some compost into like the row that you've made so like make a little divot down and add some compost put your seeds in and then cover with a bit more compost and then cover um, with 
some wood chips to help kind of keep the moisture in because your plants are still going to grow up through just as they would if it was directly into the soil um so that that's another tip for you if you don't have a lot of stuff and that's kind of the approach that i'm taking and um, because i don't have a lot of compost um and with my no dig beds um i basically had to use whatever materials that i had available that was cardboard from moving house and wood chip that came from a local place that was clearing down trees and brush after a storm so the wood chips that i've got is a mix of like woody bits with shredded twigs and leaves and i've just put that straight on top of the cardboard and i've made my wood chips about four to six inches deep because i've got some really horrific weeds and i really don't want those to be um making a reappearance so i've got pretty thick layers of wood chip and stuff and what i'm going to be doing is i'll be moving the wood chips to a side or i'll be making you know a hole into the wood chips to be able to get closer to the ground when i need to put in my transplants or put in my seeds i really don't have enough compost to spread anywhere otherwise I would have put compost on top of the cardboard, then covered it with the wood chips. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. That's very much the mentality of how um, our homestead is rolling right now. And, um, you know, that's the same approach that you can do too. Really, uh, these materials are going to be breaking down they're going to be providing the nutrients for the soil that's going to help your garden grow so if you've got things available right because let's say you've got chickens and you have chicken manure and you have a lot of that and you want to use that you can use that sort of stuff to build these new beds just know that if you're using things with manure in them you need to leave it 120 days before you can really be harvesting anything from that land so actually putting these things in over winter is not necessarily a bad thing because it's got time for you know things to break down and the risk of pathogens and stuff to disappear and pathogens of course are disease causing microorganisms that are going to make you know us sick and we don't we don't want that in our garden so you know use what you have you know do what you can your garden is going to grow and as it grows you're going to be generating more material for your compost heap anyway so you can start building more compost that's going to feed and improve the soil which is ultimately going to help your garden grow so that cycle is going to begin um compost is very important in no dig and no till gardens because it provides nutrients and beneficial microorganisms that help your plants you know thrive but you've got to start somewhere and not everybody has you know the money to be able to buy bags of compost or you know get a couple of yards or whatever delivered right sometimes other things come up and come in the way and there are other things that you can use if you get creative other people use grass clippings especially if you've got a lawn and you're already collecting them up you can totally use grass clippings as long as you don't treat your grass clippings with any sort of pesticide or herbicide or anything um that's also fine so you can really get quite creative with what can be going into your sheet mulch um gardens and there's a lot of different information available that you can look up and research and find what works for you on your homestead um but realistically once you get your no-till garden bed kind of set up 
the most that you're going to be doing is adding compost every year and that's just kind of layering on top of your garden beds to help keep your soil fertile which is in turn going to help keep your plants healthy which then provides you with nutrient dense fresh veggies so i would love to hear from you are you going to be growing in a no dig garden let me know over in the facebook group and until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully and i'll see you all next week